Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, kid, how are you getting on? How's the old lad getting on? Hold your wish. Your man up the road is some header. A head like a well-slapped arse. Ask me, bollocks. Get your lighters, five for the year, though. I hear. Would you be well? That fella. If there was work in the bed, he'd sleep on the floor, huh? I tell you, he's some dose. Pure, clean, rotten. Your man is some langer. We'll learn him. We'll learn him. You bleeding tick. Tis your man. He's bleeding massive. I'm a busy man. Hi, how are you doing? Um, how's it going? Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to episode five of series one of Tis Yourself. And if it's your first time tuning in, hello, um, Jigwitch, uh, my name is Nicola Barden and this is my own little podcast recorded over Zoom in my little bedroom um, with some of your favorite stars and celebrities and famous faces and just some really interesting people trying to find the people that maybe you don't always hear of or you haven't really heard before and kind of talking them about their lives in a way that you might not know. Uh, the whole premise, I suppose, of the episode of each episode is that we don't have a script. I don't have any notes. So I don't really, I know what I know about the person and go with that. But I only ever ask them one question and that's what do people know you from? And it leads us down many different routes, which has happened with my next guest. Um, myself and this person ended up chatting for I think an hour and 20 something minutes God bless as he sat in his car and I sat in my bedroom um, but you will probably all know him as Damien Halpin from Fair City If even if you claim you don't know Fair City everybody knows Damien uh, so he's been in a 20 something years so like come on you, you do recognise him whether it's from back in the day or it's from now you know it could be his relationship with Suzanne it could be in his relationship now with Maraid, whatever it is, we all know his face um, from around and from watching it over the years. Um, McLean Burke is his name. You, if you've been to the Panto, you may know him from that as well. But I suppose myself and McLean have talked a few times over the years, uh, usually about Fair City and his storylines at the time. But he recently put up a post on Instagram and it was about... It was, a, I suppose, a comparison, a picture of him three years ago and a picture of him um, more current. I think this is in January. And he's talking about how like he's posing and he looks like he's having a laugh, but how sad and upset and hurt and, you know, struggling he was at the time with his own mental health, with things beyond his control, with, you know, relationships and family and financial and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of worries going on that you would not known about and how it all came to a head. And it was a really, 
It was a really insightful post on Instagram, which led to our conversation um, midway through our conversation. We did have some serious crack. There were some serious funny moments um, and a few great attempts at a culture accent by McLean, I have to say. Uh, you will hear about some of the storylines you probably remember from Fair City over the years, whether or not they included um, his character, Damien. But I really think this is, whether or not you watched Fair City, I really think this is one that you will um, take a lot from. And if you're a fan of McLean's and this is the first time you've heard this podcast, welcome. And I hope you afterwards scroll back and see if there's another episode that you will enjoy. Listen, I'm going to let McLean's story take over from now. Um, enough of me and I'll be back at the end. Hello, how are you? How's it going, you I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Sorry for messing around with times and everything. It's just madness in there at the moment. Don't be worrying at all, Jesus. Well, well, listen, we'll get started then. What I usually do is yeah. I just um, I start off, by, I suppose, by it's a very easy question probably for you. I ask about um, how people know you. So what do they know you from? I guess mostly um, they, they know me from First City. I've been, I've been on the show for 23, 24 seasons. And uh, yeah, I played Damien, Damien Halpin on First City. And uh, I basically grown up there. I started as a teenager when I was like 17, 18. And uh, it's been, I've been, I'm in my 40s now. So yeah, people know me, know me from, from, from Fair City. That is mad. 24 seasons. Like you would have been, as you said, a young fella. Was this your first job that you were going into? Like I, I I'd actually worked quite a bit. I'd, I'd done a couple of movies here and there. I, I, my first gig was in the name of the father when I was a kid, like really young. I think it was twelve when I got mm-hmm. cast and that. And then I uh, did a few other bits. And then myself and Victor Burke, who plays Wayne, actually, he wasn't in the show at the time. He he had left, and we both we both met each other on the set of Saving Private Ryan, and we were working on that together. And then literally, I remember driving, I was going in for this eight-week contract in RTE, and I had no intention to stay in. You know, like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go in for eight weeks, that'd be grand. And then I, I planned to go off and travel and go to the States and do... So, and then in the blink of an eye, life, life took over, and, you know, we were back to... Um, the blink of an eye with four kids, and I it was 23 years in, in, in the show, you know? Jesus, life just suddenly creeps up on you and you're like, holy crap, I'm a dad now. Yeah. I, have, I have to keep this job going. Yeah, that, that was it. You know, it was just, it was just crazy. And like, I, I remember the first 10 years I was going, like, I, I, it's funny, like I got to a stage one, one, at one stage there and people were asking me questions about like, you know, what could you do if you did that? And I'm like, why are you asking me? And I suddenly realized that, oh, they're asking me because I've become the elder lemon of the show. <laughs> you, you know, it's a realization. Oh, damn, shame, Mac. I'm fucking up now, like, you know. Um, and uh, there was, the, yeah, there comes that point where you go, oh, wow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I've been, I'm on the show a long time now. <laughs> Did you have, when you were like, you know, starting off and you had those first uh, eight weeks or whatever, were you kind of hoping yeah. this will do me now until I go off and I'll break Hollywood? Yeah, I like I, I was involved with this la- this lady called Mimi Senton, and I'd actually been invited over to to New York to their improv society, and that's where I was going when I finished Private Ryan. I was going to have a few bob in my pockets, uh, 
and I'm going to go over there and they've, they've kind of put me in sorry uh, into into this thing where it's really hard to get into these, these societies like Robin Williams was part of this society and she'd give me an in that's where I was going I had no intentions of, of, of staying in, in Fair City just it's funny how life just you know that's how it goes you know then then life happens and all of a sudden you're in it you know yeah like you know you don't especially with kids you know you could have anyone who's a parent knows this you could have all the greatest dreams in the world for yourself and then a child comes along and suddenly you're not the main focus anymore you know you can't just be selfish and you have to yeah that's it yeah and that was it an awful lot of of the way it was like okay right you've you've got a baby now right what are you going to do okay with this job you you know you can get it like I remember I think it was 20 I was really young started you know what I mean? I think by the time I know certainly by the time I was twenty six, I had three kids. And I bought and sold my first two houses. Jesus, like family home. Yeah, you know it was just mental. Like it was, a, a, yeah, it was mad. So it was a real quick kind of like you know what I mean. I, I definitely like when I was twenty two, had first kid, bought a first house, then had another two kids, sold the house in Wexford, moved back up to Greystones, you know, all this kind of stuff. So. It was a bit, it was like, I don't know, look, it was the noughties as well and everyone was doing, it was all about getting on the property ladder and it was just rush, rush, rush. But it is mad, life is crazy that way, it throws you curveballs and you just go with it, it takes over. And as you say, the kids become the priority and they always have been. You kind of did what people now would love to be doing in the sense they'd love to have been able to go and afford a house and, you know. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I always thought, like oh jeez I'm missing out on so much you know what I mean but like now I have buddies that are my age still only starting out with a family I'd be going Jesus I couldn't be doing that now do you know what I mean like I literally just wouldn't have the energy for babies and like all of that madness and changing nappies and feeding and oh good luck you know what I mean yeah you could when you're in your 20s it's a lot easier it's like when you can ah sure look I used to go ah stop I used to go running with like a double buggy running the two with the two lads like out for you know five mile runs like if I was doing that now I'd be in the buggy do you know what I mean (laughs) Like there's no way I'd be able to do the stuff that I was doing. Climbing mountains, I'd be falling down mountains. Like do you know what I mean? It's just not the same. Just age, age is not kind to us, and I hate to be starting off again now. You know. Oh sure, it's just like you know when you go for a few drinks. Well, when we could, when the pubs were open, and you'd yeah. be like, when you're twenties, teenage years, you're like, yeah, I could literally yeah. get to bed at five, get up at six. Oh yeah, yeah. bulletproof. It's like you're you're in a bulletproof jacket and you can do whatever you want, and then uh, the, the, then then you can, and then actually you can, you kind of get good at it. You think it's never going to stop? Like you get into your late twenties, you're like, oh, I can do this forever. Why, yeah. Jesus! Like when you start in your late thirties and then your forties arrive, you're just like, no, I just have a bar of chocolate instead. <laughs> well, you really have to clear your schedule for two days afterwards. You're like, oh yeah, no, no, Jesus! Like there's a, there's three days of trying to understand why, why you did it and what you've done to your body and then there's four days of kind of like just rehydration and like it, I, it takes me a week I, I literally it's just not worth it yeah it takes me a full week to get over full week no doubt about it if I go out on a Saturday it's usually Wednesday where I'm like oh, yeah. vegetables yeah. into myself because I don't know about you but there's a certain age where we all grow up to and mine was 26 and so in my mind I'm still 26 so if I do go out and party I'm 26 <laughs> You know what I mean? 
yeah. which doesn't work when you're 42. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're still living up and having the laugh and going mad and think you're, think you're the best thing ever. And then you wake up the next day and go, oh, Jesus, what is wrong with my body? Why am I so sore? Because you're 42, you think. Yeah, you know? but when you're out on that night out, it's all great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Like it's like it's like the mid late nineties, and I'm doing like raving and doing two steps and fucking everything, and then can't walk for about a week and a half. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, True. the joys of getting old. Yeah, you better believe it. What age range are your kids now? I like they're getting even they're getting old. Um, no, like my my eldest just uh, turned twenty, and uh, then I have an eighteen year old. They're the two lads, and then I'm a 16 year old, Ava, and then Bo is the youngest, and she's nine. So, like, you've got yeah. a good good range there. Like, they're not young, as you said, they're not babies anymore. But like, no, no, yeah, there's like they're right. I mean, there's I think there's like 11 years, a good 11 and 11 and a bit years, I think, like between the eldest and the youngest. So there's an entire generation between between the eldest and the youngest. It's mad, like. Yeah, you're worrying about the eldest on Snapchat back in the day, and now you're worrying about TikTok and the youngest. It's oh, like geez, keeping TikTok, up with it. I swear to God, like honestly, it's gas. Like how how all of that stuff has become currency now for like cleaning your room. You know what I mean? If I, if I want anything done in the house, I'm like, really? I'll just delete TikTok off your iPad. And then all of a sudden, imagine you're done. You're not going to eat that, really? Give me your iPad. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I just use everything like that as currency. You know, <laughs> that is so funny because if you think back to when you were younger, like what would the currency be? And then there's there's nothing they could really take off you in like from your phone or delete. Oh, uh, like no, but like the thing about it, like years ago was like it was like, um, all right, you're not going out, go to your room. If I said that to my kids now, they'd be going, and what? Like I'm just going to sit up in my room, my phone, or on my iPad, or like on the computer, or watch TV. Like years like when I when my when I was their age, if I if you well I wasn't in your room at their age, but when say for instance Bo who's nine, I was sent to your room. There was nothing to do. Like you sat in your room with nothing to do. Oh yeah. Our currency back then was like, I oh, can't wait to go out. Can't wait to go out. Can't wait to call down to my friend's house to see if they're there. And if they're not there, ask their brother or sister. Do you think they might have went down to Nigel's house or Jeff's house? <laughs> and then kind of gamble where, where which direction they'd gone and do the whole rigmarole. Remember, like, I tried to explain to the kids, like, before phones and all that, I used to go out and might spend four or five hours walking around different people's houses and not see anyone because I would miss them just by moments. You know, they've gone, oh, no, they've gone into John's house now. Oh, let me down to John's house. No, they've gone over to... Like, you could do that. Whereas these days, you just go, where is that? Or I'll meet you down the centre. You know what I mean? It was so much easier for them. They also like, don't, don't have like, um, you know, we would have to just guess, like you'd hope someone's been home. Now, if somebody rang the doorbell and you didn't know that they were coming, you'd be like, what? What? I know. what? Why is someone at the door? I don't even, no one's told me they're coming over. I know, I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's just like they're living in a different, they don't like, they can't even comprehend our, our time. You know what I mean? Pre, like pre-internet, they can't comprehend us. Like I remember watching watching a, a show like The Matrix. I, I wanted to revisit The Matrix, and it wasn't that that long ago. Like, and uh, I remember there was a young fellow there. He's probably he's probably he's the same age as so He's twenty now. So maybe I watched with him ten years ago, say. And I, I was saying, oh, you have to watch The Matrix, and we watched the Shawshank Redemption. We went and we watched all these kind of classics of my time that were like things that I love. 
And we watched the Matrix and goes, yeah. I said, what do you think of that? He said, it's really good. I'm like, doesn't it? It's really good, isn't it? He goes, yeah. He goes, but, but, but can I ask you, what's the thing where it goes, you know when they go on the phone, it goes, dilly, dilly, dilly. <laughs> I went, the dial-up thing. The dial-up phone. Yeah. What's that? So like, God. in the space of like, that, that movie wasn't that old. I think it came out in 1999. And, we wa- and I might have watched it with him, you know, seven or eight years after it was, after it first initially re- released. And all of a sudden he was going, what is that? What what's that thing? So that's how fast time is moving. Like they have no way of, of understanding how we lived twenty years ago, let alone like longer than that or you know, it's all about the now for them. Oh, I know. It's, it's yeah. every time you think that you get a grip of what the latest thing is, then there's something else that comes along and you're like Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I'm so behind the curve, I couldn't tell you. Like even trying to get on this zoom this zoom call is like a disaster for me. <laughs> you have to love Zoom the thing we didn't know about this time last year that suddenly I know and now it's like a crutch for, for life isn't it are you guys doing like script readings and stuff on Zoom as well no I'm surprised they haven't done that like they haven't actually uh, but the thing is you see I guess where they're at is that we're, we're all testing we're all we're all so it isn't like like we were in there today and you gotta be able to run it in the space that you're gonna do it in and so I can understand why they're doing that because the thing about the thing about it with Fair City because you're trying to like get like at the moment say one and a half hours of TV or you know usually without COVID we're doing four, two hours of TV the timing like we do no rehearsal there is no rehearsal time so I guess if they can get us in on that Monday there and do the rehearsals, they're gonna they're gonna do it um, while they while they can, um, and obviously we're all mashed up and 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 we're in we're in the middle of a really long story where where the safety's there because we're testing every day. There was one week there where there was over a period of, of I think eight days I had five tests or something. You know what I mean? It's oh God! Mental. Oh, the have you, had one, have you had one yet? No, still, still oh. test free. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's delightful. It's delightful. <laughs> the one of the, I tell you, you'll never realise how how large your nose cavity is. Like you just, it's phenomenal. Oh god! How far they, how far back they can go up that up, up that nostril? My Jesus! I just keep saying I've made it this far without a test or without COVID. So I'm like, I know. I have to just keep like okay. The next, the only thing I want to hear is the vaccine. I'm like, I don't want the I test. Know, yeah, I yeah, vaccine. yeah. I know, and it's funny. Like so many people are like, no, I won't be getting the vaccine. I'll be like, oh, like if I need to get these injections to my eyeballs, give me the second vaccine. You joke me. Oh my god! Just give me, just give me the vaccine. Give it to give me. me. I would literally go, if they said to me, your appointment is at quarter past two in the morning yeah. on Monday. I'd be like, I'll be there at an hour uh, beforehand. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you on that one now at this stage. Just please give me some normal back. Yeah, because like working on a soap, it must be really weird. Ah, it's mental. It's mental. I mean, we, we've been in the middle of this storyline where like uh, we're supposed to get married, you know, there's all this stuff. Going like my Damo's child, who he doesn't usually have, come, has come back into the show. I'm not allowed to go near her. Can't touch them. I can't kiss my partner. We got engaged. We had to socially distance engage. Like it's bananas. How we're get how how like uh, yeah. I can't, like I can't wait to go back to us. I mean, it's young shit as well. Like I just can't wait to go down and, and give like my folks a hug. My sisters, like you know what I mean. All of that kind of crap. 
you know what I mean? The real stuff. I want to. I want to. I want to go. I'd love to be able to stand with two or three of my mates, like, and just have a pint and just go, "What's going on? Let's shut up about COVID. What's going on? How are we doing? Do you know the way? Like, because there is something about that. It's not. I know we all, as you say, we have Zoom, we have WhatsApp. Yeah, like, there's nothing like just. I'm not even talking about going on a band. I'm literally talking about having two or three pints and just loosening the lips a bit to go. Mm-hmm. How are we doing? How are we all doing? I really do miss that. And I, I'm not a like I'm not a big drinker. I, I, like I don't hardly drink at all. But like I would even I at this stage would be dying to get into a pub and have a few pints. You know, you know, just with with the right people. Well, it's more for, it's not even, the pints thing is more just to give you somewhere to go and kind of have yeah. something to hold in your hand while the other person is talking. It's more the mental yeah. aspect of it, of going, yeah. you know the laughs are going to be there, you know we can have the serious discussion and maybe the pints yeah. might help that serious discussion come yeah. on a little bit quicker than it normally would or something. Yeah, I know. Well, certainly for me now, like, uh, like and as I said, the lads are, you know, they're, they're getting getting older, but like, and kids are great like <laughs> you know what I'm saying do you know what I mean yeah you hear the words I'm putting out like I'd love to like it's sometimes it's like I'm the monkey bars at a, at a jungle gym because they're all swinging at you you know what I mean and it's like somebody has something to say like there's not a, one moment where someone doesn't have something to say that's completely out of the blue like out, out of the left field and you're just going why are you saying this to me at a half eleven at night like, why are you having this conversation with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd love a break. From, I'd love a break from that. You know. And just to talk. Lads, yeah. like what well, you know. Yeah, anything, just anything, break from. You did put up something I saw on your Instagram account um, a few yeah. months ago. You were kind of talking about mental health, which kind of you hadn't really spoken yeah. about before. Yeah, that's just, it's just something like. To be honest, you like I, I have struggled with my mental health. I mean, like, look, it sounds absolutely bogey to be talking about mental health in the middle of a pandemic and all of that kind of stuff. Like, a lot of people, what a lot of people don't know is that, like, I, 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 I'm, I have four kids full time. Myself, my wife split up like two, two, three years ago, and it's been really hard. And it's been very hard for everyone involved and for the kids and all of that kind of stuff. And so, it, it obviously, that coincided with this madness that we're living in as well. And just things started getting on top of me. And so I just, I just, I found a lot of solace in training and found a lot of solace. And then, new, you know, found a new partner, thank God, like someone who can, who can talk to. And we just, like, we're looking back on time and, and, and trying to figure out where that happened and trying to figure out how could we help or how could I help others that might be in that similar space you know what I mean it wasn't that I was you know I'm not, I'm not talking about like I'm, I'm not talking about stuff where like you know oh Jesus it's so dark you know or you know that it was so dark that it was life threatening I just mean that like just wasn't I wasn't myself for a very long time I wasn't who, who I really am for a very long time and there was reasons behind that like I think it's important that people talk about that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I'd say, I'd say, possibly that it's pro- probably a, a conversation for another day with it. With you know, uh, I'm. I just put. I put it out there. It was just. It was just a photo. You know, and it was like looking at two different people, and it was one of me, like say three years ago or something like that, and it was one of me just taken recently. And I, 
I just looked and went, "Oh Jesus!" You know when they come up in your in your photos, mm. in, your, in your in your your history, you know your your Google history. Like, Holy Jesus! It's like I remember look, and I remembered what I was going through at that point, and I remember. I was like that was a, in this particular photo I'd been out for a walk up the mountains with some of the lads from RTE and, and I was doing a stupid like kind of pose and I just remember Jesus looking beside me and how, I remember how depressed I was and how unhappy my life was and, and how I was pretending everything was okay and then there was this other photo of me where I'm like things can be still shit like it's still really bad but I, in this photo I'm in control of me and in control of my destiny and who I am and and you know I'm a, I'm a happier person you know like uh, and it was just it just struck me and I kind of just posted something up about it um, and I wanted to start doing st- something back again and just like do like doing stuff my own thing just simple stupid stuff like you know what I mean just trying to lift people's spirits and so I started doing giveaways little giveaways to try and write like simple like like smart smart one you know Fitbits and stuff mm. like that and Bluetooth headphones and just every so often just do something that might pick someone and then the funny thing is uh, like I, I, I'm I sure people thought I was losing their mind like because uh, why is he spending money that he doesn't have to, <laughs> to give away <laughs> to random people I know it sounds mental right <laughs> but like it was so funny after I'd done the, the first I know there's no doubt I'm sure some of my friends don't, I think Mac is finally lost with lads we need to probably have an intervention <laughs> uh, and the funny thing was oh, that so many other people got like once I I kind of spoke about it just like and I, I know I, and listen I know people say so there's hundreds of people have been on to me like right we've all, we all know that sentence uh, but like there literally was hundreds of people on to me lads you know going jeez my thanks so much and like guys from from mental health kind of um, organisations asking can we share this on our on our pages I was like yeah of course I'm now inundated with people giving me stuff to give away you know what I mean like, yeah. and it has created like a little feeling of like you know here they're like just a lift it's not and it's not for any benefit there's no ads or mm. I'm not looking for it was just a simple thing to go anyone who's feeling this way this is something that might help but it started off with my like this might motivate you and help you to train and now it's developed into something else I don't know where it's going to go but it was just something that happened and something that I spoke about and, and something that I'm dealing with all the time and like it's okay like I, I'm a whinger like I will go up and have a whinge in my room and things are not right but you know things like it's better to have a cry upstairs than, than be angry with everyone around you or, or you know I'd sooner be I'd sooner be the, the guy that, that's able to go upstairs and be okay and be okay for the rest of the day do you know what I mean oh god it's so important to be in touch with your emotions but there's so many people out there that aren't oh Christ yeah Marriage no, it is. is huge yeah you know, it's 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 an end yeah. it's an end of yeah. a relationship that you know will never be the same again, and it's oh, like it, yeah, there's no winners in it. There's no it's not it's not it's just it was it was horrible. You know what I mean? And it's horrible that it, it's just horrible. I remember, you know, like 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 as I say, the kids are with me, but I remember trying to like pretend to be okay. You know, pretending mm. and letting on, and the reality is like. No, we pretend. I'll let on that everything's all right for the kids. I'll do it for the kids. I'll let on, you know, like 
like your kids see through that. Like people around you see through that. You can't fake it. You can't fake that things are okay. And only like you can own your kids can like your people your my my kids are only genuinely happy if if I'm actually genuinely happy. And it was fun, you know. Like I was never into all that bullshit about you know you have to love yourself to like. But it's funny, right? I know that it's, and I, you'll never hear it out of me. I will never say that you have to love yourself. You do have to allow yourself to go. Do you know what? It's okay, man. So you'd be like, like, because I like, I mean, like last October, I remember, like, I, I, I had a full on 100% breakdown. Gone. I like, and I was the most rational person in the world, like, completely rational. But I found myself like uh, screaming into uh, a mattress a noise that I didn't think was even coming from me do you know what I mean mm. like completely out of and this rational mind in the back of my head going Jesus my kids shit together what are you, what are you doing hey hey what are you doing and not being able to stop not being able to breathe not being able to where everything just got on top of me and, I'm, and thank, thankfully um, my new partner Cass it was was there, and she just brought me through. And she goes, "Mike, like you've reached the point where you, you know, like this is too much. You got to start allowing yourself to to heal and just to take some of that pre- like open the pressure valve. It's okay not to be okay. Oh, I know. I hate saying that, mm-hmm. but it is like that was. It, I had to get to that point." I was bottling all this everything up like just pretending pretend pretend stress 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 like I, 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 I've never had that before um, I hope to never have that again and it, it was like there, like I, I remember I remember you know those noises of, that people make when in, in, a, in a show that you're watching where where like something terrible happens like you know there's a bomb or something and, and there's just a screaming mother mm. and you can't it's that fucking awful sound that was the sound that came out of me and I didn't I thought I genuinely thought that was an actual sound for movies that's not a real sound you wouldn't make a sound like that like that's not real you can't like that's not how you would react that was that was me in 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 October of last year and I, and I, Jay's on them. Like I couldn't stop it. There was a sound coming out of my body. I didn't think it was me. There was two parts of my brain. One that had gone into crash mode. One in the back that was going, "Get your shit together, man. What are you doing? What is that noise? That noise is not. Oh shit! That noise is you." And I couldn't stop. And I remember coming out of it and kind of just uh, and captain he kept apologising all the way through it. I kept on coming back straight and going, she's really sorry. She's going, it's all right. And then I'd go again into this tumble. And uh, yeah, it was just mental. Mental. I don't know how I've even got to, to, I don't even know how I've got to this point of this conversation. But yeah, it was just mental. So, you know, since then, I, I've had this journey of just trying to look after myself a bit. And it's funny, by doing that, you're looking after the rest of them too. The kids are, are in a better place because of it because they now know that like that their dad is not superhuman he's actually a normal enough fella a bit mental obviously because mm. you know, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, who yeah. would be in right mind? At what point did they go? I'm going to do with acting for my life. But like, um, yeah, it's been a journey. It's and like, it's not over, and you know, but it's you know, there's been a lot of healing between. And I know it's a very small time, like October to now. That is, we're only talking four or five months or whatever it is. No. But anyway, yeah, it's been it's been a journey. So anyway, that post came off the back, like off that. Mm-hmm. In, in in February of the, I think I posted that in February or late January, and I was just kind of like, wow, fucking hell, like you know, there, you're you're in a really bad spot, and like I really was, I was like, I think it was like nineteen and a half stone, just like living in a really bad place, and I'm not blaming anyone for that because that's my that you know I you know I I was the one that was living there. You know what I mean? I have to wear that T-shirt, but it was just—it was just a moment. You know what I mean? Where it went, holy shit, yeah, wow. It's funny when you mentioned um, the rational side of your brain is going. Why are you crying or what's yeah. wrong with you? And I found yeah. I've—I've I've only really realised that in I suppose of the last year and the pandemic that there people when they're upset and they're angry and they're anxious or whatever they always go and I know it's not because the rational side of their brain is saying listen there's people worse off than you or yeah. it's not that yeah. bad but you're yeah. the brain that as you said has crashed there's something wrong there so you yeah. have to address it not being like no yeah. well somebody else has cancer so I can't be upset about what's going on in my life no you can be yeah, it levels was- to being you know upset about things yeah, they're like, they're just the thing, they're like, you know, everyone has their thing, their cross to bear, you know, and, and like, this was just, this was just, like, I, like, I can safely say that, that that moment in time, last October, was probably coming for, inevitably for maybe the last five years. Do you know the way? Mm. But, but last October was the, you know the straw that broke the camel's back you, you know it was like this Jesus Christ like it was just too much it was all too much it was I can't get into the story I mean it was, it's very personal stuff yeah, no, but it was, just became all too much and it was a huge drain like I just was stressing about how the kids were you know each and every one of them and finances and everything that and, and you're mourning a light, like everything's just it's like you know, uh, it was it was a really tough time. But I, in real terms, it, it it was probably a realization of myself. You know what I mean? And this sort of this sort of kind of trying to, I guess the point of trying to make was that I finally realized that you know I pro- probably a bit like where I say where I still think of myself as a twenty six year old who can do anything. That's why I'm completely fake for days on end afterwards. It was just a real sense that, like, I just I I got to a point where I I realized you 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 big pick are not impenetrable or you know in you know you're 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 a vulnerable old pick and it just like it just came and that was it and it took a while to get over it and it's funny how your body reacts to those things as well like I, all of a sudden uh, my you know a couple of days later my back spasmed out. And I was I had to take like loads of pills for it. Never had an issue with back in my life. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's fu- it's funny how you, I remember you know talking to someone about us. You know, talking talk to um, psychologist, and like the, the more he was the first day we 
you met, he was more interested in asking how, how I felt physically, how do you physically, and I didn't really understand what he meant. And it was funny when I got to, to that stage, I knew exactly what he meant. Yeah. Because your body, your body can, like, can, can physically break down from your mental state. Do you know that way? Yeah, I know that sounds really strange, but I think anyone who's experienced that will understand us, you know? Yeah, your body is like, listen, you have been pretending everything's okay for way too long, yeah. so your brain has finally yeah. said, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, everything, so yeah. is your body. And it's so weird, like, I never realized that the brain works on so many levels. Like, as I said to you, like, you know, I, 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 sh- I should have known because there's times when I'm looking at scripts and I'm going, oh, I do not know these, and I have to close my eyes because we're after, say, you get in at 10 o'clock and you're learning another 10 scenes for tomorrow morning. And I always go to myself, trust that the brain knows. Like, there's times I don't know that script. And when I wake up the next morning, I know that script after reading it once last night. Uh, like, mm-hmm. so I should have been aware that it works on something else. But I don't, like, going through that in October, and thank God Cat was there because I, I didn't really know where I am. But at the same time, I did know what was happening. And my mind, one part of my mind was going through this breakdown. And then there was this rational part of my mind having a conversation with me throughout it all don't cop on just a oh man you're making a tick of yourself you know the ego mm. the, the ego part of my brain and then there was other conversations going on. and all in between this I was I, every every like 20 minutes I'd come out and go uh, really sorry I'm, and Kat was on okay, okay. I'm really sorry I don't, I don't know what's happening I, I don't know what you know I don't know what I actually don't know what's happening here I'm really really sorry and then this thing come over me again and I'd go into the like not being able to breathe and catching my breath and like sweating and it was a fucking shit show and I remember at the, at, on the other end of it when I when I got to a point where I was starting to calm down and she was great she was just like breathing from your stomach and that would stop that that kind of feet that, that not being able to breathe she'd have to let your stomach loosen it out come on and I finally started listening to her and eventually got through and then it was settled and settled and I was kind of going God I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry about that I don't I said, how long was that? I must have, that must have been down for about 20 minutes. Or this. She goes, Mike, you, you, you've been doing this for four hours now. Oh, my God. You joke me. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I swear it was, it was just, it was horrendous. Like, you know what I mean? So I just, for me, like, and, and I know, like, that was once, uh, at one, that was one point in my life where that happened. And I just felt that, like, I, you know, and the gas thing is, I went to work and everything. I was going to work. I, like, I got up the next day, and went to fucking work. You know, I was going to pretend that everything was grand. It wasn't. I was in a fucking jock. You know, um, and but it's funny how you can bounce back because you can just sit there and, and rationalize it out and go and understand and allow myself to just go. You know what, man? You big tick, like. Of course, everything wasn't all right. Why you, you fill yourself with so you want you want everything to be so so okay? You, you nearly start convincing yourself. You know you can you can you can convince yourself, but the, but deep down the mind is always going to come back at you and go no, no. So uh, it took a while to kind of turn that around in my head, um, and then and then like you know like I did I did a second panto and everything at Christmas and all of those things and drove through Christmas and. 
come out the other side in January I actually feel grand like I feel okay I feel okay I feel I feel fine like I'm like I remember hearing the expression peaks and valleys this, this yank that I was working with Andy and he talked about the peaks and valleys of life you know Hmm. And like it just stuck to me, and like, you know, it's okay. There are peaks and valleys, and you know, most to be honest, with you most most of my life at the moment are peaks, and it's great. And then uh, the valleys are there's nowhere as deep as last October, really. To be honest, with you nowhere. Yeah, I've never I've never been there before, and I don't intend on going there again. You know what I mean? Because I, I realise now why I got there, so now I won't accept. I won't even let myself. Uh, make any of those mistakes that put me there I'm far more kind of assertive um, because I was just you know I, I guess a lot of it's to do with the business we're in as well you kind of you become that yes man you know yeah yeah no problem yeah of course yeah 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 yeah. like even there was a time like I would have like for instance we wanted to do this last Friday there was a time that I wouldn't have even rang to say look I'm not I really don't feel well I, I shouldn't do this today like you're not going to be able to bless me like I would have drove through that you, you know what I mean yeah and I won't I like- do that anymore I look after myself not that I, not in a selfish way don't, don't get me wrong because like, I, I, I'm really like I look after those who are important and I don't mean it in a selfish way as in like I, I come first but there's certain times where I, like I used to never do that for me I would always be the yes person and just do whatever is asked of me and that that was became my life because I think I started so young with the kids and everything I just kept driving and driving and driving and driving and driving and driving this bus that was completely out of control and that wasn't good for me and like and that kind of life uh, you start to get on that that, that treadmill it's very hard to get off it uh, and even when I was off it even when I was out of it I was still making doing the same things to myself that were that were causing it you know the way so I just I'm, I, you know it's funny like as I say I'm 42 I'm 43 my next birthday and I'm only getting to that point where I understand that like it's okay to just go you know dude, I, I, guys I'm really sorry I know we organised to do this for half two but like I've just had a t- I've just done a 22 23 season some sort of thing going on with my throat and I think it's best if I just go home to bed <laughs> yeah. that's what I did I didn't get out of the bed all weekend I literally sat in my bed got up ate went for a little walk for 15 minutes and lay in my bed all weekend do you know what I mean and just you gotta do that for yourself if that's what it takes no I think so, you're totally right about it I think our industry in particular um, if you're in the creative industry there's a lot of having to say yes to things because you feel like you're going to miss yeah. out or you feel like you should represent yeah. yourself or the company by being there and then that takes a toll as well because you're like well I've just worked a full yeah. day and I probably should go to the gym but now I can't go to the gym because I have to go to this event and you might that means yeah. you put your eating Absolutely. out of whack but also do, do, do you know what a great learning curve is and this is something that I've learned very quickly from being able to say yeah, nah that doesn't suit me it puts a value on you mm. it actually puts a value on you and I don't mean that I mean that in every sense it it makes others put a value on your time or on you as a person and to be able to just say nah, you know that read and, and not in a bad I don't mean in a like a self-absorbed way it just just to go do you know what that that just doesn't suit me because I have to like mind four kids now get yeah. back to the house they're not 
Oh, definitely. It's just mad. I, you know, life is strange, and I'm still learning. And like, I, you know, I remember, I remember always, like, I remember people, like, when I was got go, get, getting going, like, people used to come for me advice, give the best advice. I, like, you know, everyone says that. I give the best advice to all this. And I, it's a shame I didn't listen to it myself. You know what I mean? I should have listened to my to my advice instead of the rest of the stuff that I was doing. You know what I mean? I, I give the best. I'm like a sage. People used to come to me like, "My God, yeah, that's that. You're dead right with that." You know. And then I, 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 I wouldn't look after myself. You know what I mean? I wasn't looking after me. I wasn't looking after. You know, just burning out, burn, burning out. You know? Burnout is a very big problem in you know in in every industry. Obviously, I think ours yeah. we definitely got it because you go full hog and you know yourself. If yeah. let's say Damien has a storyline that's very you know it's a big storyline, yeah. you're working tw- twenty times, fifty times more harder than you might have been doing for the weeks previous. Yeah, kind of only in the background. So suddenly you're going from kind of regular hours to getting home yeah. later, studying, reading lines, and you're like, whoa, I'm all over the place now yeah there's weird like there's weird stuff weird stuff happens in in, in particular like I know like listen I'm, you know I'm not trying to polish anything but like it's going to say polish it hers but I won't say that but like you know you, you like it's funny with with our with Fair City with, with soap particularly soap there, there's a lot of like it's a bit it's a bit like a, a rippling pond like there's, there's a lot of reflections that, that that have some kind of reflect back on your own life like it's funny you talk to any actor that's in there long term you're never the character you're never like I'm not Damien and Damien is not me it's never like that but what you do you do, what you do when you're in that because it's such a quick turnaround you, you do pull little bits of yourself into it because it makes it easier to turn that around quicker you know and I don't know whether that makes sense to anyone but like what also happens then is that when you're in it for 23 years and you're doing all these crazy stories there is those there there becomes these times when these life imitating arcs stuff happens Mm. and like it's really strange I remember around the time around that same time like last year maybe earlier last year there was this story with with Will and and uh, Will Casey and his partner Rodrigo and it wasn't about the subject matter it wasn't about like someone you know what was going on between them I just had this line I had this line to him and I remember going in where we, we had the read through and I hadn't thought about it and the, and the line was and it was a simple line and he was sitting in, like it wasn't about their story it was nothing to do with their story what was happening between them or you know the subject matter mm. but I had this line where I said where I was sitting there and he was in a hospital bed and I and, and I, um, I think I was talking to Dolores and, I, and Damo was upset, upset and he said you, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't treat a dog in the street the way he's been treated and I hadn't thought about it I came in for the read through and I went to say the line and I couldn't I couldn't say the line I couldn't come out and I had to leave I had to fucking walk out of the, the, the read through oh god and that was I swear that was the start that was the start of my kind of like little bit they were, they were the little bits that were starting to unravel for me that led up to that October thing and it, that that line was like holy shit 
I, I, when, when I finally went to say it out loud, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. It just connected with me in on so many levels. I hold shit, you know. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't. It's funny, life like life has a, a way of sending you, like her, you know, playing out a story for you, and like that story can be like it has a funny way of, of uh, threading itself into your life, and that was one. That was one. That was one of them. You know, it's it some weird stuff. You know. It'll be it'll be weird for anyone who's kind of uh, followed Damien throughout uh, you know your the storyline and throughout your career to probably hear yeah. a lot of this because in one yeah. way they have watched Damien for twenty something years and they yeah. they assume Damien's life is your life <laughs> so like I you know, know it's so weird yeah it's it's really weird and, and like that, a lot of the time we have this like either like you have the like where you going. Talking to him, man, like, and like I walked, like, I'd be off going, how's it going? And be like, oh, Damien, Damien, how's it going, Damien? I'd be like, yeah, how you doing? My name is Mac. Oh, Mac, Damien, that's brilliant, Mac, Damien. Anyway, Damien, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, no, no. I was trying to introduce myself, like, I'm Mac, how's it going? You know what I mean? Um, and like, so, like, you're you, like, I totally get that one, what you're saying. And I'm sorry if this has gone too deep. I didn't, like, have no intentions of going. Steve, uh, but, uh, but like, yeah, no, it, I'm sure it'll be strange. I have never really spoken about anything in, in, in any depth about my own personal uh, kind of health, you know, mental health. Um, but yeah, like I would say, I like, I, it, it was just, it was the, I suppose, the, uh, it's been a tough couple of years for everyone and, and that, that, this is this is probably my story. You know what I mean? That 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 that's uh, that has happened in the in that space. And so for anyone who's, who's a fan of the show, they go, "What? No, that's not what happened. He went off at such and such, and then they went off. Hey, what's he talking about? <laughs> He's lost his mind that day." There was no breakdown in October. Sure, wasn't he off at Marade on their holidays? You know what? <laughs> Hold on a second. Sure, wasn't he over there having pints with Tommy Tin in October? You know, <laughs> and then it's got um, mad the drink. So yeah, yeah. he okay. has four children and he has social over in Germany. Are you joking? You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I love it. I think fair play to you for being so open because I'd rather hear somebody tell me the truth than saying, "Listen, I'm actually great now, but I was crap for four weeks." And blah blah blah. Rather yeah. than, than put on and be like the Instagram of everything's yeah. okay and like I find that I don't really post that much on Instagram at the minute personally there's nothing yeah. to post unless it's my dogs or you know yeah. it's, I'm not doing know it what you mean. So, unless you want to see know, a picture of I'm, me lying on the bed eating or <laughs> watching yeah. the telly yeah I remember I, I, like it's funny like I only start really start like I've only really started on Instagram kind of say in January this year because mm. um, I was like uh, I was doing the the pantos and doing the thing and I was going Geez, there seems to be a bit of like like honestly this is how far behind I am on like things to do with the internet I was like god there's a real like value put on this like people who have you know 100,000 followers or a million followers or whatever. like it, it, it's it has a, it has kudos it has a value you know in my yeah. industry, it has a value. Like if you if you you know you cast someone 
in a show and they have hundred they if they can get five or six percent of those followers to come and see that show, that's one night's full house. So you know, that's worth the money. So I was going to say, geez, I have to start doing this. Second hell. Um and then I very quickly went Oh Jesus! I'm bored of like this is really boring. Like my life is not this good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like oh here's another wanker shot of me like doing this. Or you know life's great. Good morning. So I was like I think I think I don't I think I'm going to have to be honest here. And it's like I don't know. I think honesty has been the best policy. And we put such fucking excuse my language. So we put such value to this thing when it's really not. It's just pure rubbish. It's not the real world. I think, you know, people get caught up in that, you know. Just don't be afraid to get off your phone, you know. Put it down. Guess what happens? Nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, God, yeah. You You go off Instagram for two hours and you go on it then. You're fully convinced the world and some other. Everything will have happened anyway. I know, I know. Yeah, there is that. And I feel, yeah, I feel, I really, like, like, that just... Yeah, I do. I, I like. I'm. I promise myself, I won't become that person. You know what I mean? And I won't because I'm not. Plus, I'm not that good at it. I don't have the technical skills or the dexterity. <laughs> you me know, So, like, go on about yourself. Don't be lying, McLean. You'll be up putting the pictures of the topless selfies up in the gym mirror now, and you'll be like, "Hey, guys." Oh, well, you know, I totally will. Wait, wait till you see Damien and them going around in tank tops this summer. You better believe it. If I have a six pack, if I end up with a six pack, I'm definitely going to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, good on to the writers in Fair City. Be like, you better write in, right, that there's a gorgeous summer so that I can yeah. show all the lads. So yeah. Yeah, go around in hot pants. Is there, is there a scene where we can have Damo in hot pants and boot skates, please? <laughs> Oh, I can just see that going into McCoy's. Hey, yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yes. You know. Listen, don't put ideas there, fucking mind. Oh, like Damien has obviously throughout the, all the years of being in it, like has done so many storylines. But like, what is the one that people kind of say to you the most, even like now? Oh, the biggest, the, like the biggest one without a doubt. There's two of them, right? So, like I'd say the biggest, the one I, the, the one that kind of crowned me and made me become part of this, like one of the kind of leads in the show was, I was in it a couple of years and then they brought my mom and dad into it. Mm. And the family, because Damo first came in as just this apprentice and he got going with Suzanne and he was just this young fellow who was like, you know, a partner for Suzanne for a while and, and then he got kind of, you know, a little bit more ingratiated into into it. But when, when they brought the family in and then like in typical soap fashion, like Damo wasn't happy with the dad coming back but nobody knew why and then slowly you could see where... Ooh, there was he was quite he was quite angry this man it was violence it was all this and then of course the inevitable he ended up murdering Damien's mom and then he himself jumped off a a, a bridge or something like that and and those, some of those scenes so I ended up having to raise the kids like in all this mm. kind of thing you know in the show and some of those scenes back then I remember they were real coming a, coming of age for me because I was carrying this story huge story at the time you know you're like you're you're talking you're talk, probably probably talking 20 years ago you know yeah. 20, 20 90 years ago so it was like it was a massive story and uh, and I, I remember looking at it going yeah yeah you, you can carry that because I would have always looked up to the the Jim Bartleys and, and the Tom Jordans and those like you know all those older 
at the time they weren't quite as old as they are now but at the time uh, they were the re- they were the real stalwarts and the the, the, the wolf pack of the of the show mm. and you would see like you know Tony Tony would, like who plays Paul Brennan they'd all get those lead stories and then for me and I was in like my you know very early 20s or you know or, or even less I can't remember to be carrying this big story and and doing a good job of it like it, it got it, it it wasn't like it, it got good review you know it was good feedback from us and I remember there was just one scene where I was holding my my, my on screen mother in my arms in the kitchen and she was, she was gone she'd left the planet you know what I mean she's dead mm. and it was a great scene I remember looking at it and, I, and I'm really like I, I will watch the show with a fine tooth comb I it's like for me it's like it's a form of self harm because I just I can't watch myself but I remember watching it then and going yeah that, okay you, you can do this this is something that you can keep going at you can, you're able to do this mate. And then I suppose the next one after that, although there's been many, was obviously like the, this. I remember the, the, our producer, Bridget, calling us up and going, "Right, we're going to do it like a spousal abuse, violent." I was like, "Holy fuck! Oh man, that's 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 right. Okay, but we're going to turn it on its head. It's going to be Suzanne who's beating up you." And I'm, we're like, "What? <laughs> Size me like she's such a small little woman, like you know." But it was funny, like that. That when that when that caught caught light, that really like because what that did was it displaced people's opinion because there's so many people go no way no bleeding way like there's no way look at the side of him like and then like the other side of it was like you'd have like I swear to Christ I was at rugby matches like and being having a pint afterwards whatever you know in like in, in town and you'd have I remember one time this this sounds very Dublin for I do not hang out with Shelburne but I was at <laughs> Shelburne having a pint right true story um uh, I was having having a, a pint outside, and this big, huge like fella f- from from the country came up to me, and he was a guard, and he was like, "How's it going?" I, I just want to come over and say thanks very much, and I was like, "Huh? Thanks very much for you know you're doing a great job on that show." And I thought, oh, "Thanks very much, thank you." And he went, uh, "You know, he says, uh, Geez, you, you saved my like that story now, no, no joking aside, you know, that saved my marriage." I went, "What?" And he goes, yeah, he says, you're watching them. And like, we got this really deep, like, I swear to fact, this is a true story. Um, like, he, he just said, uh, yeah, we were watching this and herself eventually, you know, we've watched for a couple of weeks. And obviously, you know yourself, these stories go on. Like, they tend to to go at them for quite some time in the build up mm-hmm. and then the, the after, aftermath. But, all. but he says, he remember, like, his wife eventually turned around, they were sitting watching it. And she went, that's me, isn't it? And he went, yeah, it is. And they sorted themselves out. So wow. you know, as much as you might knock that, um, knock a lot of the storylines on the head, and you know, not like give it, give Fair City the kudos it deserves. There, I, and I like, and, and, and I honestly like, I actually do have a hundred of those stories. Like, there's so many of those stories. Like, I had one guy who worked for the UN. He was like, he, he was like military. And who had the same issues going on and he talked, spoke to me and guys I remember guys from NN came in and had a chat with us it's it's rife like it's a, it's and an awful lot of it's because people don't talk about it you know yeah. what I mean that story in particular was and I, I've used this expression before was like a real litmus test for where Ireland was at in respect to where and what was happening behind the scenes 
because you had you had half the people tuning in because they were like this is a great storyline you know another few people tuning in going this is stop that, that, like this is silly like the size of him and then and and I don't believe that happens for a minute and then you'd other people going no, no, this does happen and it was a real like it was that was a great that was a particularly strong story you know what I mean it was it was like whether you liked it or not whether you, like people were tuning in into that story for good or for bad they were everyone was talking about it you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that, those two, those two would have been my kind of proudest kind of people. My, when I think of Fair City and I think of storylines, there's always three that I think of. And one of them is Suzanne, you know, and Damien. I always remember the stills you'd see like in the, you know, magazine or the paper or whatever. And it'd be the scene where she's like, he's cowering. Yeah. And even though he's taller than her, she's standing over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then obviously yeah. Katie, Katie in the box because you know that went on for a year. Katie so in the box, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And then the other one is Billy Meaton, and I always like I saw yeah. the actor who plays yeah. Billy Meaton years ago in town, and I was Stuart, like, yeah, yeah Stuart, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's I mad. Mean, like, Stuart, I remember like Stuart was so intense. I remember working with Stuart like he was so intense, but he was brilliant. Like that stuff was himself and the two girls, Ash and but they were fantastic they were just that was electric their stuff you know what I mean yeah so that's what I mean like storylines people as you said people can give Fair City the stick but like everybody probably has a storyline they remember and yeah yeah, you kind of by osmosis I know loads of people like I've had lads they go oh jeez I don't watch it I just know you from somewhere you're a butcher out in swords or something aren't you they're like no <laughs> no but you are you used to work the door down and feckin such and such or like you know because there's literally no way we know each other but I don't watch Fair City but I'm like the reality is you've seen it it's been on in the background for the last 30 years in your nanny's house or in someone's house you know what I mean yeah. and by osmosis you, you know it goes in these moments go in um, it's funny like I, I'm really really proud of the show I I, I, I love like I, I, I'm, I'm very happy to be there I'm very like it's, it's been very good to me Jesus like it's paid for my kids education it's paid it's, Pays for the car I'm sitting in here now, the phone I'm talking on. You know what I mean? I'm I'm blessed that I've had had the opportunity to work in something that I actually enjoy. Jesus Christ, if I had to get up and do something that I don't like doing, you know what I mean? Mm. And going to something. So I'm very fortunate. I'm under no illusions. I I, I know uh, how lucky I am because there's so many of my peers out there at the moment that are that, that would you know give their left arm for this one you know yeah and I think you've seen that especially um, with the closure of the arts industry the last year you know people who maybe maybe if it would have been a bit feeling a bit too you know above themselves would be very much now calling for uh, a role like this well it's it's, it's you know I think it's funny that one that that one where people go no I wouldn't do I wouldn't no no, that that would be a bit this you know like anyone who's uh, who's like that like it's usually the reason is they can't do what we do do you know like I've seen the best and the worst come in and out of that show over the years and there is a certain thing like that that place in there is if you take acting and you turn it into um, a, a, like a, a processing plant you have to process so much like you think, think how long it takes for two hours of a feature-length movie 
they, they shoot it over six months they spend another year and a half editing this and putting it lovely beautifully together when, when we're in full non-cold mode we're shooting two hours of TV in four days every single week of the year and it goes out every four times a week every week like it's 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 a mad process yeah. the speed of what we do and so like I've seen like some and they will remain unnamed like some I mean class acts come in there and really struggle to do what we do on the daily like really struggle so much so that they like they'll come out the other end going nah never again never <laughs> again you know so like it's it's a mad like you like you know if you if you're he- heavy in story like for instance there like this week and last week like I I I must have at least sixty pages of fool's cap to learn this week and that's just this week and I have to know that I, and and not only that we have to know it word for word there's no ad lib like because it's process it's, everything's process there's we need to know they need to know where to edit the editing point for that shot is that word so everything is really exacting the formula and a lot of people can't handle it they can't get that rhythm you know so it's actually it's a great thing for you like I would say like every actor there's certain things that actors should do right obviously is make like make a couple of movies where you earn 20 million in each of them and then we're talking yeah. the like right like if that works out for you deadly right uh, you know be more like Tom Hanks yeah you're right yeah be like that but like there, there's certain uh, to me would be like kind of things you must do the one man show see if you can hold an audience as one person on a stage like I, I did a show a couple of years ago called Joe Prop was lucky enough that a girl Gemma Doherty and Carl Shields who, who, fe- who passed away last year mm-hmm. uh, directed us and it was it was brilliant uh, it, was, it was really it was, it was brilliant and it was really it was a great learning curve as an actor it was to, uh, to go yeah you really got your groove back on it gave me the love for it again because I had kind of done I was done with theatre I just wanted to go back at it and uh, and so th- th- there's the one man show thing because you can control the audience to know that you have that power the ability to do that that's something you should learn as an actor and the other one is go and do a soap go do it because you're working with three cameras you're working th- with two directors two crews it's it's an amazing learning curve you know if it's not for you don't stay in it but, but certainly go and try it you'll learn so much you will learn like you like you'll walk on to single camera shoots which is the which is the norm like most most uh, most of a single camera kind of uh, shooting Mm. You'll walk onto those shoots. And you'll you'll be you'll be like you'll have, it'll be like you have a rocket fuel up your hole. You'll be the best thing there. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, because you know, honestly, you, you've no idea. It actually, it gives you it gives you a lot of strengths. Like there's huge strengths working on on that show. That you that you there's a lot to learn from. It, you know, as, as a young actor. I don't see when people say like not for just for a city but any sort of soap I don't get the the shame the soap shame because I'm like why that's like in a normal job being told listen you could have one month's work on this amazing company or you could have 12 months work with a company that is regular you know when you're going to be working you know you get to do you get to do amazing things like why wouldn't it's the best it is it's the best of both worlds there's no doubt about it and like those opportunities have come to me as well like where they go listen just you know take, take the oh, look get out of that and, and I'm going are you joking me you want me to you want me just to do what 
do this with you and I'll get murdered in the first episode and what <laughs> then? You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, are you joking me? Like, my kids go, like, like going on summer holidays. What? What? Are you, get out of my face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, they're, they're just the reality check of, like, sometimes. We go, you, you've lost your mind. I mean, is that what, that's what's happening here. You know, so. Do you, would Orti let you, uh, you know, let's say if a movie came along um, and, you know, it was like, look, we just need you for three weeks. Would you be allowed to do something like that? Ah, yeah, no, like, to be honest with you, everything within reason, like, they're very good, like, they have been very good to me over the years, like, like with with regards to this, uh, stage work, and, like, just a couple of years ago, I did a BBC thing, um, excuse me, uh, like, I did 54 episodes in this BBC out, mm. um, called, it was a kids' TV show called Little Roy. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Young boy. It's brilliant. Like it's an absolute brilliant show, and uh, and and they were great. They actually like they gave me the weeks off. Like I was able to go and work on that for like I was able to go and work on that for like to do the fifty four episodes that we shot. Um. So and then there's times when you just can't. I like there's all times when I just don't ask. Like the amount of work that I've had to let slip through my fingers simply because I'm in, I, I'm engaged to RT. But like. That's part of the deal, you know what yeah. I mean. There's times, there's times where you can worry if it's something that's really, really important to you, and really like. Well, then you go and you you talk about it and see if you can work it out. But there's like ninety percent of the time, I, I just go now. Nah, like I can't do that. I'm not available, you know, because you know, like I have to. It's a bit of give and take for everyone in there because I have to respect that that. that the, the logistics like I'd hate to be in charge of the logistics of, of putting Fair City on it's it's an incredible show to try and organise and get moving every week to have it churning 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 so like to be honest with you, I, I kind of respect that and I don't tend to like if there's work around and available how it works is like I, I tend to know for, like you know a, a month or two in advance as to where a story is you know mm. so maybe I'm only in for two weeks or, or I'm, I'm in for like eight to nine weeks straight and there's a big long so if that's happening I'm not going to talk to anyone about work I'm, like if something goes up I just have to go now nah, I'm not available but if it's like for instance if it's like I'm, I'm off for, and this, this happens you know you're off, you're off for three months and in the middle of those three months there's one week where you're in but you've just been offered like a beautiful nice gig that is clashing with that you know in that situation you go and have a chat with the boss and see if you can work something out and they're usually very good because they understand the industry they know they know the game you know what I mean yeah they're just like don't go stropping off to Hollywood in the middle of you know Damien and a storyline where Damien's yeah, no, getting I'm, married <laughs> yeah no I mean god forbid like but like it's actually it's funny it's just something you wouldn't do anyway yeah. you know what I mean I just wouldn't do that like it wouldn't be part of it's just not how I don't know there's certain things you just don't do as an actor and that's one of them anyway yeah you have to have your code of ethics not how I was raised it's a bit, a bit like you, it's not how I was raised do you know what I mean? it's just yeah. not what I'd do I wouldn't do it yeah, you have to be loyal to the people yeah. who are going to be there with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're the ones going to be paying oh, the yeah. full-time wages. 100%. They're, they're keeping the electricity on. So, you know, <laughs> that's just the way it works. Well, they're also the ones paying the phone bill, and I better let you go, because I've just realised I've had you for an hour and 20 minutes. Ah, <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I don't, I'm going to be having, like, fear, like, stress 
anxiety sweats about this. Don't Hopefully, I don't come across a complete tubal. You didn't. You came across amazing. I, that's why I kind of just sat back and let you talk because it was just such a great conversation and the fact that you were so open. Oh, God, I, I hope so. I, I, really, I welcome that I think it's so nice to talk to somebody who's not putting on the, the pure spin on everything because you know yourself in this job what it can be like people yeah. just, it's almost like they're selling you while they're talking to you and you're like no I want to actually talk to you like a human. I know no yeah I'm done selling myself like I'll do that when it's, I'm done done selling myself Jesus I did it forever like to be honest with you yeah, you know, I get you. Like you get to a certain age, you're like, look, I'll I'll sell my storyline, but I don't need to be selling myself. So, fair play to you for being. Exactly. Yeah. I imagine you're going to get a lot of messages. Oh, no, my pleasure. When I put this up. Oh God, right. As long as as long as I'm not from my boss, I don't mind. <laughs> no, they'll just be delighted for you, and then they'll probably go. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, you need to come in and have a chat with a club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you can take a break for the next four years. <laughs> you know, but. Um, Oh God! If that happens, uh, listen. Get on to me. I'll I'll run a story saying, "Orgy bastard." <laughs> Bleeding right. Come here to you, mind yourself, Nick. Thanks so much, Nick. Listen, that was that was a pleasure. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you so much. You're an absolute star. All right, John. Take care. Bye bye. Bye 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 bye. I told you it was a great chat. I know. Like I know you're probably sitting there going, "Whoa!" Like I, I would never think that about someone you know on the telly or. Maybe you know McLean and you're like, I didn't know that about him until he put that up on Instagram and now I didn't know even further of what he's been through. And, you know, I sent this to McLean beforehand so that he could make sure it was all okay. But um, I'm really proud of him for sharing his story with me and I'm really honoured that, uh, you know, he did speak to me about it. Um, As you know, mental health is something that, yes, we're more aware of, but the pandemic has brought down, uh, the pandemic has brought upon more struggles than we ever imagined. You know, I've had my mental health struggles over the last year and there's days where it just doesn't seem that the light is coming in. At the moment, I'm very much trying to focus on the positives and I'm staying away from social media as much as I can unless I have to do it for work or whatever. But I do recommend it for people because you go onto Twitter and everybody's complaining and then you see someone put up a nice upbeat tweet and everyone jumps on it because they're so happy that somebody has done it. So just trying to focus on yes everything the vaccine rollout is slow and the cases are still there but just think you know we're on 12 percent or at the moment where will we be that wasn't tuesday where will we be by friday you know this is this episode is out on saturday there's more people getting vaccinated today there's people getting vaccinated tomorrow just i suppose we have to try and think of the positives um but if you are seriously struggling with your mental health to the point of you know you, you can't speak to people in your own life I would recommend the Smartens. Their number is 116-123. They're brilliant. They know exactly what they're doing. There's nothing you can tell them that they haven't heard before. And if you think that you're the worst case, you're not. There's someone that's been, has told them something that you would even go, whoa. So there's no judgment with them. Also, if you don't feel like talking to somebody on the phone, the text number for the mental health help here in Ireland is, it's free text. It's 50808. So I do recommend that. Um, on a lighter note, I really just have to say thank you to everyone who's listened so far. Um, and to be honest, for me, uh, the best thing is when somebody texts you or Instagrams you. I'm on Instagram, by the way, tis yourself. Um, I love when I hear from somebody who has listened to an episode and, you know, quotes something back or says, I didn't know that about that person. Or now that you talk to them, I listen, like a friend of mine said that she's listened to Tom Grennan's music since listening to him. She also said that his accent is gorgeous and I know 
Tom's accent is beautiful. I love a good London accent, uh, if we've any London listeners. Um, also, yeah, it's great to hear. Like I've got a few people have said that Brendan Lawler's episode was really stuck out to them. So that's been great. So I just want to give a few shout outs to people who've been very kind and shared my podcast on their Instagram and tagged. Um, so just have to say thank you to Julie to Aaron, to Denise, who's been listening to all the episodes and quoting them back to me, to um, my sisters, uh, Sarah, Michelle and Laura, who have all shared it and, you know, listened and liked and all the kind of stuff, to everyone who's left me a review, like Neil and Roisin, um, and it just means a lot. So I just wanted to give them all a little shout out. And you know what, if you share it, you might get a shout out next week. Um, I did say recently I was on the first couple of episodes you know it's been great to look and see the different countries that have been listening and I was talking about a couple episodes ago about how I've got some listeners in America in Texas New York and New Jersey where you can now add California and Michigan to it hello loving this I'm like I'm just not only for the fact that I want to meet the love of my life over my own podcast, but um, it's great to hear that my little Irish podcast is listening. Somebody in California, somebody in Michigan found it. That's amazing to me. Um, we have some new countries that have stepped in. My first Argentinian listener, uh, my first French listener, uh, first Russian. So amazing. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. And if you can share it put it on your insta story if you really enjoy this episode whatever it just means a lot to me because like i don't have this huge following you know i don't have hundred thousand people following me on on any social media i don't have you know people <laughs> i don't have a pr machine or a producer who are helping me so you know every time that you listen i notice that because i'm watching the numbers go up and every time that you share i'm gonna know about it so i really appreciate it but Sure, look, that's enough for me. You don't want to be hearing me moaning and griping along for the next, you know, whatever. You've already listened this long. Um, next Saturday, new episode. Very exciting new episode. Do hit follow on Spotify, um, Google, Apple, whichever you're listening on, uh, Anchor, and you will see the episode come in every Saturday morning. And until then, look after yourself, stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, hopefully... If it's as sunny as it is right now over the next few days, Sherlock, it's not all that bad. And to everyone getting their vaccine who's got their date, I am so happy for you. And I cannot wait till I'm also cheering that day. Look after yourselves. Good luck. Bye. Come here to me. No. 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 That's done. No. Good luck. Slauncher.